What's up, what's up? Uh, welcome to another episode of Kennel Talk. It's your boy Cadet, the bow-legged assassin. And your boy DJ Kid G. All right, we're back with another episode. Uh, this one, we're, we're definitely changing the tone a little bit. Um, in honor of Domestic Abuse Awareness Month, um, we're definitely going to you know, speak on it and uh, shed some light on it, man. Uh, get, get a story out that may possibly get someone out of a crazy situation or maybe spark you know, the thought that they might be in a crazy situation. Because sometimes people don't realize it or they're in denial about it. Right. Um, but we definitely bring on a, a guest that was already on. Right. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself one more time. Hey, it's your girl Jazz. I'm back again for another episode. Word, word. <laughs> um, like we said, uh, we're definitely going to be talking about uh, um, domestic abuse. Um, it's definitely a crazy situation, uh, you know. I don't necessarily like hearing about the shit because, you know, it, it kind of sparks something in me sometimes. I'm, I'm going to be honest, too, because especially when you got sisters and <clears throat> baby cousins that are females, um, I don't ever like to even think about they they being in that kind of predicament because I might go to jail. I just might. Because um, it's just not cool, bro. Like, it's just not cool. And to hear that women, some women actually go through it, you know, you can't downplay it. Some men downplayed, oh, man, I just mushed her. Oh, man, I just did this. Oh, man, I just did that. And <clears throat> listening to a person that actually has gone to the abuse, man, it, it brings you down as a man to think that another man would actually be courageous enough to put their hands on a, on a, on a defenseless female. So, yeah, I, I feel strongly about that. All right, so um, for this episode, it's going to be more so of an interview style. I mean, most of them are interview, but we... We usually, you know, chiming in. I think we can chime in on certain situations. Right. I know I can. Um, but all right, so we're going to go ahead and start off like this. Uh, what happened, like, the first time? Was it verbal? Was it physical? What kind of, like, what happened? Um, I can speak about, like, it's always going to start off verbally. You know, there's going to be little things like, oh, you're a bitch, you're this, you're that, you won't be anything without me. You know, just things to try to bring you down, you know. Um, and when it comes to the physical, actually, I initiated the first physical abuse in the relationship, which sounds crazy. But um, it was it one of It don't sound crazy. I mean, because women do abuse men as well, mm -hmm. you know. But as you said, women are more defenseless. There's only so much. If we don't have objects in our hands, right, right. there's only so much that we can do to hurt a man, mm -hmm. you know. Well, I have a three-year-old son, and when I found out that I was pregnant with him, I went to go tell his father about it, and his family was around, my mother was around, and I'm trying to pull him to the side and tell him, you know, like, I need to talk to you. He didn't want to hear anything that I had to say, so finally I was like, listen, I'm pregnant, and I said it in front of everybody, and he looks at me and goes, I will give you $300 so you can get an abortion. Wow. So at that point there, I slapped the fuck out of him in front of everybody. Now, his family's Haitian, so the first thing I hear is his mom go, oh, oh, 
Oh, he's old? Yeah. I never knew that. His mom goes, oh, oh. <laughs> you just see everybody like. Yeah, yeah. Because, yes, I really slapped him. I mean, that sounds like you it know, was warranted, and, to be honest. And this is where I say, you know, the verbal always comes first. Mm-hmm. Always. You know, there were so many things that were done prior to that to where he just, you know, without even laying a hand on me, made me feel like the smallest person ever. You know, it's kind of, it kind of backs you in a corner. Um, I, I want to ask you this because, you know, I know when it first started, when you first met met him, right? It was all peaches and roses and everything seemed like he was a good guy. You didn't have no red flags or anything like that because sometimes you can kind of see it in a sense or sometimes some, some people are good at masking it. Like, how did, how did you guys meet? How did you? But, but looking back, do you do you see the red flags like looking back at the situation? There were red flags the first day I met him before, you know, we started dating. You know, there were a lot of red flags. But me being that optimistic, I can change him kind of person, Mm -hmm. I purposely ignored them. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Um, How long were you in a relationship? Like after afterwards and all that stuff, as far as like the abuse verbally and physically? How long was I in it? Like, did you stay after? with him after? Um. Well, the abuse started after I got pregnant, and I stayed with him for probably a good two or so years after that. The physical abuse? After the physical abuse. And when you say, like, physical, can you give us, like, details as far as, like, what kind of trauma you've been in? or How, how physical was it? Um... Well, I remember there was one time I was seven months pregnant, had a full baby in my stomach. And I know you guys are men and you've never been pregnant, but when you're pregnant, you're weak. There is like nothing that you can really do. You know, you can't really fight. There's, you know, you just, you're completely defenseless. You can't, I couldn't even run, you know. So um, at one point we got into an argument and he pushed me into a wall stomach first into a wall and I dropped down and went to grab my stomach and you know he started hitting me and dragging me dragged me out the house you know um grabbed my phone smashed it right like literally right in front of my face almost hit me with the phone you know so I mean that was the beginning of it that was small stuff you know it ended up going into at one point I thought I was dead um, he had hit me in the back of my head with a sledgehammer. He, um, hit me upside my head with a big ass liquor bottle. Um, he choked me to the point where I passed out. Um, and you know, we were in a relationship, but I feel like a lot of people don't speak on it. You know, you can be sexually abused as well, you know, they will force you to have sex with them after they beat your ass and you're under them crying and the only thing they want to get is their nut off you know so it's just complete humiliation i know one time i was completely stripped naked of my clothes in front of his friends family cousins like naked on the ground being beat on you know and a lot of times I mm. blamed myself because I felt like I was the one who initiated any type of physical abuse. I hit him first, you know. But then I'm like, that slap was nothing compared to 
the things that we went through afterwards, it was nothing compared to the things he said to me. Mm. You know, I'm like, why would you even say that about your child? You know, the first thing is you want to abort it. Right. And you say that in front of everyone. How old were you guys? Not saying that's an excuse at all, but like, how old were you guys? I was 17 and he was 19 going on 20. Okay, so fairly young. Um, So like when that abuse was going on, you said it was in front of like, you know, family, friends and all that stuff. No one stepped in? Um, was it mostly? It had to be mostly his family. I highly doubt your family would. Be my like, family okay. would not have allowed that. Yeah, not at Definitely all. Definitely not. He would not have done that in front of my family. And was um, he like the perfect angel to them? No, so he was not he the perfect angel. Shit. They knew. Yeah, they knew he wasn't shit. Okay, I knew he wasn't shit. I lost a lot of close relationships because I continued to choose to deal with him. Me and my mother stopped talking for a while. You know, my friends kind of backed away from me. It took a lot to start building these relationships up again. Me and my mom still don't have a close relationship. And a lot of it has to do with that relationship that I was in, you know. But um, his brother and most of his cousins and most of his friends did not step in. There were a few times where he would get out of hand and, you know, his homeboys would come in and grab him off of me. I know he had one specific, I can only see, like thinking like there's only one that would not let him hit me at all you know he was like i'm not allowing that shit i don't give a fuck you're my homeboy but you're not gonna be hitting a girl in front of me yeah that was the only one out of like and he did this in front of so many different people only one person completely stepped in and made sure i didn't get hit now his mother tried but she was very small there was nothing she could do he just kind of like go around her and be like no stay out of it you Mm -hmm. know so he had no respect for his mother his sisters anything so you know right so with him not caring what they say or what they do it it didn't matter how much they tried to step in he was going to go out of his way to make sure that he got to me so let me ask you this what what actually kept you in because most people would look at the situation and be like why didn't you leave what what kept you going to be like okay i'm gonna stay i'm gonna work i'm gonna work through this even though it physically and mentally uh, is is abuse that's a really good question. Um, actually, when I first started dating him, I had two jobs. You know, I was completely on my shit. I was in high school, you know, working two jobs on my own. Um, after I got with him, you know, um, I ended up leaving my jobs financially. I had nothing. Me and my mom's relationship just completely ended, you know. So I couldn't live with her anymore. I had to go live with him. I don't have a lot of family down here so I didn't really have any options I had no money no friends that could help me no family that could help me and he made sure to isolate me this is a manipulative tactic when it comes to abusers they make sure that they cut off all ties with friends with family you know they they make it seem like oh you don't need them I'm all you need oh you don't need a job I'm gonna take care of you you know, you don't need any of this. I'm here. I got you. I'm the one. Yeah, it's control you know? factors, you know? Yeah. And after they get you there and they realize that you really do need them, that's when the shit gets ugly. That is when they feel like there's nothing that you can do because you can try to leave. I could, I could, I left him 80 times, came back 81 times. Because I can leave, but where am I going to go? Right. What am I going to do? I have no job, no house. No car, no nothing. Anytime that I want to move, I got to ask him. Anytime I need tampons, I got to ask him. What can I do? I'm 17, 18, 19 years old, you know. I don't don't know anything about life. 
Um, do you have brothers, like older brothers? I have one older brother. Um, he was not. He tried. He tried to protect me sometimes. Um, there was one time where he went after my son's father with a stick. You know, because my brother, he's not a fighter. Growing up, I always beat him up. I've always been the fighter. Okay. So he went after him with a stick, but then one of my son's father's friends came behind my brother trying to fight him. So, you know, he was kind of in a situation where there's two big guys and he's and small, yeah. you know, so he, he had to back off, right. you know. But nonetheless, that's your brother. I, I respect him for doing yeah. that. He, right. he, he tried. He right. did. You know, um, then I have a little brother. He's a little, a little brother. brother. There's nothing gotcha. he could do. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, all my other family isn't here. Mm-hmm. You know, I had an uncle that was ready to take a flight with a shovel and a bag. And, Facts. Yo, you know, he, Like, he, I'm ready to ask you what's his location. <laughs> right. Like, you shit. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it was hard because I didn't have a lot of support here. All of my family is, you know, Michigan and whatever else. So, mm-hmm. me being way down in Florida, there was, there wasn't really that many options, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, did you end up like ever telling anybody like having someone to basically console in and and let them know because i know a lot of the times like it you know that stuff can happen but it's worse when you got to internalize like when you have nobody to vent to and you have nobody to like have a shoulder to cry on or give you an advice or at least tell you it's gonna be okay knowing it's not you know sometimes you just need to hear it you know right but did you have that person at all in the beginning i talked about it a lot um to friends, to family. But, you know, then as I kept sticking around, mm-hmm. I kind of burned those bridges, you know. I so yeah. at that point, you know, towards the end, no, I didn't talk about it to anyone. You know, there'd be times even where, like, you know, we'd get into it and he would take my phone and he wouldn't let me get it back for three, four days. Wow. That way I can't tell anyone. Wow. I'm stuck at the house with no way of communicating, no mm-hmm. nothing, you know, so... Then by the time I finally get it back, the situation's over. He's apologized. We're supposed to be on great terms, right. you know. So it's like, why talk about it now? What you was know? his background? Like, was, uh, did you ever... Was his father around? He had... He has both of his parents in his life. Very supportive people. What the fuck? I, it didn't make so any it, sense it, Yeah, to me. it does. Yeah. I completely... Like, because a lot of people think sometimes having both parents is, like, automatically a fix for yeah, everything. And his you father... You know, even for his girls, father, it's like, His father even would tell him, like, in front of me, like, I would never hit your mother. I don't know mm. why you think this is okay, but I would never hit your mother. Let, right. let me ask you this, though. Sometimes as, as a parent, you can only do but so much for your child. Because at, at the age of 18, 19... You know, they kind of like a mini adult. So let me ask you this. His lifestyle, what he did. Was he a drug dealer? Was he, did he sell? Did he move weight? Uh, what was in jail, out jail? He was a drug dealer. He went to jail a few times. Um, originally, he lied to me about what he did. His parents both have very good money. So, you know, it was kind of like what I'm seeing is like this spoiled kid, you know. So he was a wannabe at it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm hearing. And I thought, I thought, you know, he always, he would always lie to me about what he was right, doing, right. you know. And like deep inside, I knew it had to be something different. Mm-hmm. There was one point we were in the car and like a girl pulled up and she was like, hey, yo, are you, you know, I need to get something. He was like, no, no, no I don't do that. I don't do that. You know, and he hurried up and hopped in the car <laughs> right. and stuff, you know, and I'm like, Seven, what three, is going yeah. on here? You know, and then when he finally came out to me, you know, we were like, 
so deep in and I'm like okay at this point you know I can change him you know I'm gonna get you out of the streets you know we're gonna we're gonna figure this out and he's like yeah I want to I want to get out you know and all this and Um, that so you know it just kind of there's when I think back I beat myself up so much over it because I'm like I really was young dumb and in love you know Mm. (laughs) love (laughs) love can definitely put blinders on you to where you think you can go through a situation that you have no control over or you think you can control somebody or change them yeah i think that's the that's the thing a lot of people men and females uh we feel like we could change somebody like mm-hmm. that was it was like a challenge for me mm-hmm. that's for you everybody. know even when it came to the other women that he would that he would you know cheat on me with you know i'm like i'm gonna win this battle you know at first you know i'd be upset about it. i'm like you really just cheated on me again and he's like oh you know but they're not you they were just you know for the moment because we were going through it you know i only want you i want to marry you i want this you know so i'm just like you know in the end it's gonna be me i'm gonna be the one wearing this ring i don't know why the fuck i wanted that but you know it's just a fairy tale like and then on top of that i'm young and i have a child by this man now Mm. you know i grew up without a father I grew up in a single-parent household. I didn't want that, you know, so I'm trying to come up with every excuse as to why I should stay with him, you know. I think, I think, do you feel like, okay, so, do you feel like having a, a child with him kind of, not saying your son, your, 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 your well, not saying your son was a hindrance or anything like that, but, like, do you feel like having a child with him kind of anchored you a little bit as opposed to, you know, not having any ties to where you could just easily just like, okay, I'm done and keep it moving. Definitely. Because like I said, you know, with me, um, not working at all, not having any type of financial security Mm -hmm. and having a new child, you know, I always thought like, if I leave, where do we go? You know, it's one thing for me to just up and leave, but where does my son go? You know, where does he sleep every night? Where do I get his pampers from, his formula, you know? It's just one of those thoughts, like, even though I'm going through some crazy-ass shit right now, at least my son is, you know, taking care of. He's sleeping. He doesn't really know what's going on. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's a lot of the time, sometimes people outside looking in just judge, and they don't really know the full spectrum of the situation. That's why, you know, I can never look at a book and be like, yo, I know exactly what the book is about just by looking at the cover. Because, you know, outside looking in, someone, you know, hears the situation like, damn, you going to let this... Yo, as soon as you call me a bitch, a lot of females be like, oh, as soon as you call me a bitch, I'm over, it's done, this, that, and the third. But you never know until you're in a situation. And let alone to have a child with someone and, and be in that situation where, like you said, like, you don't have a job, you don't have family that's, you know, at least around you to lend a helping hand. So it's kind of like you're stuck, right? Because it's not even about you anymore. Great mothers put their child before them. You know what I'm saying? I, I respect that about you. Um, but that's just a crazy situation to be in. Honestly, though, being a great mother would have been me leaving, Touché. to be honest. Touche. Because, you know, being having my son in that unhealthy environment, you know, if I would have been completely thinking about him first, I would have been thinking, let's hurry up and get out of this. Because yeah, who knows you, if you I'm going to survive too, though, it. You know, it I didn't, I didn't know anything. Yeah, you know? Exactly. I didn't know anything at all. Yeah. So, like, okay, what was the last straw for you to where you was just like, you know what, I'm done. Like, I can't do this no more. Um, honestly, it it was that time that I was talking about with the sledgehammer and all that. And, like, he choked me out to the point where, like, I'm seeing stars. Everything's going black. And I, I was laying on that floor, and I was like, this is it. Like, I'm done. 
my son's not gonna have a mother anymore, you know, my mom's losing her only daughter, you know, all these thoughts are going through my head. Like, I really feel like I saw my life flash before my eyes. And after that situation, you know, I stayed for a few more weeks, you know, and then one day I just left, not knowing where I was gonna go, what I was gonna do. You know, I just, just left with nothing, not even a dollar in my pocket, I left. You know, I just said, whatever is out there, it's got to be better than what's yeah, going on yeah, in here. Sure. It's got to. Understood. Um, so, okay. So, all right. So, you leave the situation, right? Um, do you feel like it affected, like, future relationships that you had after the fact? Um, after I left him, I didn't even date guys for a while. I started dating women. Because, and you know, I don't know if maybe it was just my insecurities, but I've always felt like, like, I'm, I'm a very conceited person. And I fought a lot as a kid and never took an L. So I felt <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just being honest. So I felt like, you know, if a woman tries to come for me, I'm going to beat her yeah, ass. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, I never see, I never thought about that. All right. Okay. I can understand that. So I would say it definitely affected my dating life mm-hmm. afterwards, for sure. Okay. Um, all right. So I just I, I, I let me just say this because um, you said you said that you provoked a man or or you did things. I'm not going to blame you for the situation that you that you were in, right? Um, but also, too, looking back, do you think it was the right thing to hit a man or provoke a man that's stronger than you? Definitely not. And that's why I say, like, I blame myself a lot. You know, I, I already did address this. Don't blame yourself. I blame myself a lot We're because I that. initiated the the physical abuse, you know. And as much as I try not to, you know, and I'll say, like, but at the same time, I'm a woman. That slap ain't do shit to mm-hmm. him. It did nothing to him. But it's never okay for a woman to hit a man either. I was just, no matter the circumstance. I was just getting you know? ready to say that. Because but I've also realized the type of person that he is, whether I would have hit him that day or not, it was bound to happen. It was bound to happen. Yeah, it might have been, you know, fast forward maybe, but the way he sounds, that shit was definitely going to happen. Because you're able to do that shit just willy-nilly in front yeah, of your mother, your father. Yeah, all that kind Yo, of stuff. That that's that's wild. Happen. And yeah. a lot of the things, like, you know, that we haven't addressed here, like, things that, that did provoke him, you know, it, it it didn't matter what it was. One time he had some pills on the table. There were some small-ass pills that he was selling. I didn't see them. I was cleaning because he always made a fit. Oh, you need to clean. You need to cook. You need to do this. If I'm making the money, you got to do this, you know. So I was cleaning, and I guess I swiped his pills off the table. They were like crumbs and stuff, whatever. So I'm just wiping the table down, and he comes in, and his pills are gone. And he had somebody coming to buy them. He beat the fuck out of me that day. Wow. Because I'm trying to do what he asked me to do. Or it'd be other things. Like, um, I knew there were other women, but I would keep trying to deny it. So, like, if I were to go through his phone or something, trying to figure out what was going on, you know, so I'm not blind mm. by the situation. He would wake up and be like, well, why the fuck are you going through my stuff? That's my privacy. And then, boom, there goes another one, you know. And that's his way of trying to take the, the light off of him. Yeah. The fact that yeah. he's been cheating, I mean, course, you know. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. I, the reason why I said, the reason why I asked you the question, 
is because I, I've seen men get abused too. Like I'm right, more, definitely. of course, definitely. less less than women. It's harder you know? for a woman to abuse a man, Absolutely. but it's not saying that she it's can't she pick can't up be, a chair or it, a knife right. or a because hammer. It, it doesn't anything, even have to know? be something crazy because, like, everybody has that point where it's just like they snap. Right. You never know what else is going on in their lives. That's why it's like I completely agree with Gerald. I think we're all in accordance on that. No one should be putting on hands on each other. Period. You know what I'm saying? I know in society we like to say, like you said, I slapped him, but that's nothing because he's a man. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But like I said, you never know what's going on. Right. It could have been that one little thing that pushed right. him over the trigger. Head, right. you know it's a trigger. Right. And that's it. So as opposed to like doing that, but everybody, I mean, you guys were young. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I know a lot of people don't like to hear that, especially young people in the moment. They don't like to hear that you're young. It's, but it's you very true. Like it, exactly. You, know, you feel like I'm shit, mature. You know? I'm living with a person. But we're young. Our mentalities are young. It's our thought process is young. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we look at situations differently back then. You know what I'm saying? So we can't necessarily... I can't necessarily judge you or judge him. Well, no, I can judge him. No, he's a No, I'm judging him. Yeah, never he's mind. I can't, I can't judge you because yeah. you were young as hell. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's different. Like you said, you said you used to fight. So <laughs> you felt <laughs> that like... Could, that could, life, I had to man, fight. Yeah, but, that could have been your but trigger. But that first slap was warranted, though. That yeah. slap definitely warns. I'm not saying it was okay to happen, but, but nigga. anybody's going to trip over that, yeah. especially your reaction. That was, and that was the one thing. Like, I'm 17. I'm pregnant. You're scared. Like, I'm what? scared as fuck. Yeah. You know, and for, you know, the one person that I should have gone to for comfort to it's tell me person. to abort the baby. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that wasn't what you were it, Oh, it triggered something. I, I flipped, you know. Yeah. I think I, I think um, also too like physical is definitely the worst that could happen, but also no. too mental. Yeah, people forget about uh, mental. No, it, it, honestly, all the times that he hit me, the black eyes, the busted lips, the scars. Like I have so many scars that I had to cover up with tattoos. That shit don't mean nothing. There's so many things that trigger the things that he said to me. That physical shit, it heals. The mental, you don't get over that. Yeah. Never, Man, no matter what. Is a lot. It, it, no matter what you try to do, no matter how many years go by, little things just bring that back. And you're like, damn, there was this mm-hmm. time where he really made me feel like I wasn't shit. Like I was going to go out and nobody else was going to want me, you know. So I had to stay with him. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just the little things. I would honestly say mental abuse is the absolute worst. Yep. And that the can worst. go both ways. Like, it, it facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. All right, so with the whole seclusion thing, like women can do that too. It may seem like nothing in the moment, but hindsight, looking back, it's like, yo, it's crazy. Like women, all right, fuck it. All right, so I was about to give you my example. Yeah, so, so fuck <laughs> it, bro. Let's do it. Let's you know, do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, not taking away life from your situation because my situation right. no, you're, definitely you're not as crazy, right? So like, in my situation, I remember fucking Christmas Eve. You know, even before that. I remember I went to visit her in school, right? She was in school, had an argument. Um, I think the argument stemmed from, like, her having a conversation with this dude that she used to, like, basically fuck. And I'm laying in the bed next to her. And she felt like that shit was okay. And I'm just, like, looking like, yo, really? So I said, fuck it. Petty way. I was just like, all right, cool. So I'm going to call my homegirl that I'm cool with that I used to smash. And I'm just going to have a conversation. So she gets off the phone. I'm still talking with my homegirl. And then I get off, and she's like, oh, who you was talking to? I was like, oh, I'm just talking to my homegirl I used to fuck. Maybe I'll go fuck when I get back to Orlando. <laughs> Y'all know Straight me. Straight up. Straight up. You know, oh. she got hot. She of got hot. She and did. then, uh, of course, I understand. But then, being in love, I was just like, damn. I already was like, fuck. I felt like shit. 
I'm trying to apologize. She's like, no, I don't want to talk to you. She's trying to get away from me. I'm like, no, talk to me. Da-da-da. Not like grabbing her or anything. I'm just like standing in front of her like, yo, talk to me. Then she like tried to push past me. And I'm like, like no, stop. Talk to me. Slap my ass. Wow. Bro, my mama ain't never even slapped me, bro. Yeah, I would have lost it. Bro, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna hold you, bro. I teared up, bro. Cause like I was just like, bro, like I just got slapped by this girl that I like I love. You get what I'm saying? Like, so I can only imagine if you're going through all this stuff and you like love this person and that shit to happen, it's like crazy. A lot of times we forget that, you know, guys can go through it too on anything, rape, all of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But can a guy be raped? Yes. Mm. Yes. But doesn't it become a gummy worm? No, it's it's not it's not about no. that. It's because because women can get an orgasm while being raped. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's just natural. It's just natural. It's right. your body yeah, reacting yeah. to what it it's is. It's not mental or anything like that. It's just right. your body. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm, oh, go. Oh I, no, I, I'm just thinking about another situation where like Christmas Eve we get into another argument, and that's why you know people could look back at the situation and be like, bro, there's so much red signals, like warning signs, like I should have picked up on. Right. You know what I'm saying? The first time should have been the last time. And I think a lot of us women and men are like, we, we look at the situation, we're like, ah, we, they have that conversation with you. I'll never do it again. That shit will always happen. When I tell you, I feel like the female looking back in my wow. situation, bro, I, it'll never happen again. We had an argument Christmas Eve in front of a fucking like, family's crib outside on the porch. I can't stand that shit, bro. Big ass argument to the point where her people came out, right? But before her people came out, she had a bottle in hand. We arguing, probably arguing about a girl. I don't even remember. All I remember is she had a bottle in hand. She went to go try to hit me with the fucking bottle. And I grabbed her arm and yanked the bottle out of her hand. Then we start arguing. Her people come out. I will never, ever be in that kind of predicament. I, I mean, you don't know what predicament you're going to be in. Yeah, you can regardless. never, never, uh, never know, bro. I, my, you never know what the other going to do. Exactly. My story, exactly. You my story, you to a certain extent. my story is more mental, um, which, is, which is why I am the way I am. I'm a type of person, you slap me once. Shame on me, but you're not gonna slap me. You're not gonna slap me a second time. Um, it when you're in love with somebody, or when you when you when you're with someone, you tend to think that they're supposed to have your back twenty four seven. You know, uh, granted, once again, my story is nothing like you guys, and my mental issues probably a little smaller, but more so. You're talking with the girl, and you get you get through some rough patches, right? Um, you lose your job. Uh, you can't find another job or whatever the case may be. You're doing everything you could, right? At that one point, you know, you got rent coming up. You got your cell phone coming up. You got this. You got that. You got all kinds of things coming up. And you're a man that's used to doing things on your own. You're a man that's used to grinding. And the last person to shoot you down would be the girl that you're talking to or the girl that, you, that, that, is, that is you're so-called in love with. So lost my job. Did everything I could to get another job, you know, college educated, can't find a job, got a degree, can't find a job. You know what I'm saying? But I'm doing everything. I'm waking up every morning in a suit, 7 o'clock in the morning, 50 resumes in a folder, going out to every company, passing it out, the shittiest jobs to the best jobs. You know what I'm saying? And I'm doing all this. And finally, my roommate at the time got me into uh, Beecham, the club. Um, And I, I finally got some type of cash coming in so I could take care of the my the roof over my head and shit like that. So, you know, um the girl I was talking to at the time, um, talking to her this and third and um she one morning she calls me, she goes, Oh, how you doing? how's the job search going? I'm like, Yeah, it's you know, it's 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 going, you know, I'm doing my thing. You know, I just finished working overnight. I'm tired. This is Monday morning, you know, and I gotta get up to do the same routine. You know, I worked Sunday night. So she 
she was like, so you still working at the club? I was like, yeah, I'm working at the club. I got to make money or whatever the case may be. Then she goes, you need to do something with your life. You need to stop acting like a bum and do something with your life. You need to do something. Da, da, da. Basically, when I could be at my lowest, down she brought me, she doubt me even down. Like she, she brought me even worse. Like she stomped me while I was down. This is the person that you're so called in love with. This is the person that's supposed to like bring you up. So mentally, it fucked with me. It, it, it said to myself, like, I will never put myself in a predicament to where a woman or anybody could talk to me in the kind of way they want to because I'm down and out. And then I looked for, I, she knew my situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nobody else knew my situation. She knew my situation. Instead of her saying, babe, let me help you find a job. Babe, you know what? I've been looking while I was working. This place is hiring. This place is hiring. I put in your resume for you. I'm not looking for none of that. All I'm saying is... Outside looking in or flipping the situation, if, if that was her, I would be looking for a job for her. I would be putting her on. I would be doing all kinds of things to make sure she's straight. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I am her her yin and she's my yang type ordeal. And that kind of fucked with me mentally too. To the point where I'm never going to put myself in a predicament to where I feel, until I feel like you you are for me. Because I got a problem to where I don't, I feel like, um, I feel like. If a girl doesn't have my back, I won't have hers. Like, I feel like I can never move on unless I know you got my back and I got yours. Like, it's got to be, it's got to be a hundred, hundred. I'm always going to be sleeping one eye open and one eye closed. You know what I'm saying? But that's, like I said, it's nowhere near y'all physical because I would never put myself in that kind of predicament because I know I mean, who I am. You don't put um, no you're right. You're right. You're right. You don't, um, you don't think it's going to happen. And then even as it starts happening, you, you're you in denial. You know, yeah. you're like, this isn't happening. Like, this won't happen again. Mm-hmm. You know, this is wild as fuck. It's not going to happen again. You know, and the shit just keeps escalating. Yeah, it does. And the thing is, you, you, you don't tell your friends. You, you know? don't. You, it's embarrassing. You, you feel, exactly. It's so embarrassing. you don't tell your friends. A lot of these stories, like, nigga, I just said half. Yeah, this is the first time. Half the stories people haven't heard still to this day. You know what I'm saying? And but like, that honestly though, sometimes that's got that's how it's got to be. You don't want everybody in your business. Yeah, you know what I'm saying until you. But fully sometimes heal. you you may need to bring someone in to to speak some common sense in. Because mm-hmm. but see, and we didn't touch on like getting out of the situation. Yeah, so we didn't touch you, on that at all. So what happened? Like I know you said honestly, one day you woke up and you were just like boom. There's down. there's no advice that you could even give to someone in the situation. Me me being in it, you know, and like I went through classes and. Keep going. I went I went through classes and stuff like that, you know, and it's like you hear what's going on, you see what's going on, you know, you know. But at the same time, no one can talk you out of leaving the situation. You have to want it because you can leave. But if you didn't really want it, you're going to be back next week. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that you have to look for in yourself. You have to, you know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, you know when you've had enough, mm-hmm. you know? And once you finally have enough, that's when you're able to leave. And that's why I said I left with nothing, right. you know? And I think you just have to get to your lowest low before finally you're like, it I'm really out, does, I'm out. I feel like God, God is sure you like that. Like, it, it takes something real drastic, drastic for you to, like, wake up and be like, yo, this situation is just not for me. Because, like, God gives you all the subtle hints right, along the way, right. but it's just like, oh, so you're going to be oblivious. Okay, well, let me let me get this, like you said, sledgehammer, right? And like I said, I'll never tell a story and, and just make it seem like I'm innocent. You know, uh, for me, 
getting out of that situation like like i said it was just one of those things like you say you were he secluded you and looking back she secluded me it was like you probably just didn't notice. You don't. You just didn't notice. You're just like, oh, I'm supposed to be with my girlfriend right. I'm all supposed the to be time. With them all the time. We're yeah. supposed to go everywhere together. What? And then you'll you feel know. they'll make you feel guilty for wanting to be with your family or wanting to be, to be with your alone friends sometimes or wanting you know. to like go on vacation with your homeboy <laughs> that got to beg for you to come out to his thirtieth birthday you in know. Jamaica. Yeah, but I'm like, just saying. And then like you vent to 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 friends. That they know will speak some sense to you. They have an issue with it, so they're like, "Yo, I don't like this person." And, that, and, and you love the, that that's person, the whole so you want to stay away from them, right? isolating you Ooh, because they want to burn any bridge that you know you could cross to get away from them. Yeah, that's true. Um, but um, I think for me, the 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 thing that like broke the camel's back, right? So like, I'm never gonna sit here and be like, "Oh, I was an angel in the relationship." Um, we got in arguments to where I called her out her name. Um, there was one particular time I called her out her name. I would never apologize for that situation. It was a heated argument. And the subject of the argument, maybe I'll bring out one day on the podcast. You know, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. And through that argument, I called her what I called her. And to this day, I would <laughs> never fucking apologize for those words coming out of my mouth. Because it was deserving. You know what I'm saying? But for me, the stride I broke the camel's back, um, it was a situation. We were in a club. Long story short, we got in an argument. I went into the men's bathroom to get away from the argument. I was you? followed by her into the men's bathroom. Determination. Bruh. <laughs> and at this point, I'm, I'm drunk, so I'm in that motherfucker talking shit. Yo, if you single, stay single. Fuck relationships. I'm talking <laughs> shit. You know, I was on that Haitian road. Nigga was fucked up out here. So I'm like, yo. Da, 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 da. Next thing I know, she comes in the bathroom. We going back and forth arguing. Niggas at the urinal. Dicks out at the urinal with their heads like, yo, what the fuck going on? This, that, and the third. I remember at one point, she's, like, grabbing on me, like, oh, get the fuck off me, da 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 You know, mind you, her family members are in there. No one's trying to break it up. She's grabbing on me. To one point, I guess to, at one point, she ends up grabbing my T-shirt, still got the shirt, ripped my shit. So then I push her away. When I push her, she slips and just lands straight down, boom, on the floor. Listen, literally, I'm just in shock. I'm just looking at her on the ground. I didn't even I honestly look at her. Like that. I was just in shock, like, yo, this shit just really happened. And like you said, like your life flashed before your eyes. And that moment for me, my life flashed before my eyes. Because I'm in situations where... It's making you almost have to get physical back and you know it's not and you. And that's not me. That's not you. You get what I'm saying? That's never been me. To, to, and, I, and that's a push. You know what I'm saying? We were Imagine arguing... if it comes to a point where you got to knock the whole out real quick because she won't get off you. You know what I'm saying? It was... Oh my... Yo, you, I can you tell you stories like... Situation. We was in a whole nother country in an argument and I'm trying to get away from her. And, like, I'm yelling at her at the top of my lungs to where these white people on the fucking pier are looking at us and like, what the fuck? Like, get the fuck away from me. I'm yelling this. And she's just egging me on, coming to my face, touching me, grabbing on me. And I'm, like, going fucking crazy in my, like, own body. Like, yo, what the fuck? Like, just give me space right now. But in that moment at the club itself, that shit happening, like, in my brain. Because I got two careers, like, domestic abuse, like, that shit's not flying with them. And that, you know, the situation leading up, no one sees that. But OPD walks in there and they just see me push her. Nigga, it's handcuffs. It's a wrap for you. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead and try to explain why you just pushed this girl. I was supposed to actually go to that club with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's just those situations. And just looking at that, I was just like, you know what? No. As much as I, I loved her and I wanted to build this, that, and the third with her, 
I was just like, worth, yo, I can't do it. It's not worth your sanity. I can't then, do it. Because the minute the person is changing you for the worse, you yeah, got to rethink yeah. that whole situation. I, I always say mental health is important, especially in the black community, man. Uh, I, I suggest all you guys go see seek therapy. A lot of black people don't like to do it because they think it's a white thing and they think that it's it's not for them. You ain't supposed to be seeing no strength, but sometimes you got to talk your problems out. You do. And sometimes, sometimes friends ain't going to be able to help you. And and yo, if you got to build a podcast to talk about it, do <laughs> it. <laughs> it's therapeutic. I tell everybody the way you talk <clears throat> and how you talk to different people and 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 watch who you talk 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 to as well too. Yeah. Because everybody ain't for it. Everybody ain't for it and everybody ain't for you. You know what I'm saying? So value yourself, value who you are as a person, as an individual. And ladies, if you got to come out to talk to one of your, your good male friends, talk to them. You, sh- you do not deserve for a man to sit there and put their hands on you. Yo, holla at me too. For real, hey, facts. You can slide in my DMs, man. Facts. I got to know that you're not going back to the person if you want me to, you know, <laughs> intervene. If you know you're going to go back to the person, please don't Don't talk to me. Don't All talk right? to me. Because I'm a violate, and I don't yeah. want you to go back after I violate this. Yeah. Because it makes no sense. Because then you look stupid. Exactly. You look stupid. You know what I'm saying? Because it is what it is, um, though, man. Yeah, man. I, I, think, I think the biggest thing is for people to admit that they need help. That is the hardest pill for people to swallow. Not even just domestic abuse with anything. You know, it may be you need money, this, that, and the third. And sometimes our pride, we look at a situation, we're just like, no, I'm okay. I can handle this on my own. It's okay to ask for help. Like, shit, shouts out to Tracy. I'm going to therapy next week. You feel me? (laughs) Nigga, I may not even need it, but sometimes, yo, you have that resource, why not take it? If you have someone that's willing to help you, why not take that help sometimes? You know what I'm saying? Um, But, you know, I think... We, we we just all need, like, a, a positive person in our lives, period, man. Like, sometimes, you know, the thoughts are running through our heads, but it just takes that one person to say it out loud, and then you look at the situation like, damn. Because it could have took that one person to be like, even back then, like, I know you're staying for your son, but are you really staying for your son? So, like, we're ending like this. What would you say to your younger self today? Um, That's... That's a hard one. I would definitely tell myself to listen to my mom. It would have alleviated so many of my issues. She went through a domestic situation. She went through it when she was 19, around the age that I was, you know. So she had so much advice for me, and I just ignored it, you know. So if I would have just heard her out instead of closing my ears... I would have been so much better off, you know. Mm. I wouldn't have went through nearly half the things that I went through, you know. I I would have still had my baby, of course, because the, right. the physical yeah. happened afterwards, yeah. you know. That's, that's your joy right there. Right. <laughs> but at least I would have gotten to hear it instead of seeing it, mm. you know. Because it's just, there's so many things that you can't reverse, you know. Mm. There's so many situations that, scare the shit out of me because it's like traumatic you know but how are you so bubbly because like i would have never thought <laughs> yeah you're so real. bubbly and for like real, singing through the crib like <laughs> like what what got you to this point to where you could like look at a situation and kind of laugh at times you know um i mean i went through months where i didn't eat i didn't really like i went down to, I mean, I know y'all see me now. I'm like 135 pounds, but I was like barely 
100. I was like 105, 107 on a good day. You know, I wasn't eating or anything, you know. Um, And it just got to the point where I was like, why are you letting this man continue to control you? You're still you know, acting like you're in the situation, you're out, you're getting better, you're working, you're providing, you're doing what you need to do. Life is getting better. So you need to reflect on that, you know. And at that point, I was just like, you know what, it's time for you to change your life. And I just started trying to make myself happy instead of dwelling on the past. So honestly, I don't even really think about it much anymore. I, I try not to. Sometimes, you know, things trigger it. You may have moments, but, yeah. Right, course, right. Triggers, yeah. But, you know, I never openly talk about it, you know, not fully. This is probably the most that I've... Spoken on it. Right, right. Definitely appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, for real. Sure, sure. It was, it was, even when you asked, you know, I was like... Sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I told her, I was like, Yo, only if you're comfortable with it. Only if you're comfortable with it, let's let's do it. But if you're not comfortable, I'm okay. But this would be a really good podcast if you can, because honestly speaking, you being so strong and for the for all, for all the wrong reasons. Don't get me wrong. For all the wrong reasons, you being so strong. Somebody out there that's listening to this podcast, you will be helping them tremendously tremendous that is something that i'm hoping at least if one person can see the red flags in somebody and get out of that relationship that they're in then i did my job it was worth it just seeing those signs and being able to walk away because me it took me seeing them and being stuck you know so if i can help somebody in the beginning mm. and motivate them to walk away then i'm happy and sometimes too, you don't you you don't know that person's going through it. Like like he just said, you're you're bubbly. Like you could have been going through it, and we and there's all nothing but sad and sorrow behind that behind that behind that smile of yours. You know what I'm saying? Like your eyes your eyes are definitely sitting there showing joy, but behind all that, you're you're suffering. And there's a lot of people out there that's like that. You know what I'm saying? If I was suffering, nobody would probably even know. It's a because it's a, it's a coping mechanism. Yeah, I kind of, yeah. It definitely I feel like is. Sometimes I got to keep the, the smile and the jokes going because that's just the personality everybody knows. The minute you're not in that mode, <clears throat> that's it's it. like people start asking you questions like, what's wrong? And, and it may not be nothing. a lot of times when I'm going through even more things, I laugh more, I smile more, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm in public. So... It definitely is a coping mechanism, even with me, still to this day. Yeah. And for me, it's nervous, too. Like, if I'm nervous, I get to, like, <laughs> laughing and smiling and shit. Motherfuckers be thinking I'm not being serious when a nigga, I'm nervous as fuck right now. <laughs> My hands just start sweating. Yeah. Uh, that's really about it. But, um, yeah, nonetheless, um, we want to also, too, for people who don't have anyone to talk to, there is definitely a hotline out there for you to call. Um, it's the National Domestic Hotline. It's one 800 799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. And also, you can call me, you know, all types of hours. It doesn't matter. If you want someone to talk to, I'm always there. I'm always willing to talk to anybody. Um, Jess knows that. You know, um, Jazz. Uh, jazz. I you said Jess. What jazz. the fuck? I said Jazz. Names, yeah, I do. I do. Jazz knows that. Um, and most of my female friends know that too. And most of my male friends know that. If you want to talk, you know what I'm saying? Let's talk. Um, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. And, and sometimes you need that extra person to talk to. And whatever it is, whatever it may be. Like, I'm busy, but I'm here if, if you need me. Uh, facts, man. Same goes out, man. Because I don't know. We could possibly have female friends that be going through this shit. Yeah. Hey, if you my... 
anyone that reaches out to you and they need a woman to talk to, because there's only so much that you guys can do. Yeah. They need somebody that's been in the situation. Mm-hmm. I am always here. I am all about women empowerment. Yeah, you do anything. Yeah, whatever you want them to Snapchat reach out. or... Um, well, my Instagram, you can reach me on Instagram. It's a little complicated, but it's jazzy, love, love with two E's. So it's J-A-Z-Z-Y-L-O-V-E-E-143. Works. All right. Um, but once again, like friends, family, whoever, man, if y'all listening and y'all got these issues and y'all need me to pull up, um, you know, hit me up. You got my number. <laughs> I really don't mind pulling up. Like, I would never want to hear, like, my sister hit me up. And she lives in Jersey. I got a couple that live in Orlando. I would never want either one of them or all of them or whatever to hit me up on something like, oh, this nigga did this, that, and the third. Not for that. Bruh. That you know what I'm saying? Bad. Arguments are going to happen. Like, that's just how it's going to be. Like, a, a relationship without arguments is kind of weird to me. But arguments are going to happen. Mm-hmm. But the physical aspect, the verbal, that's the shit people got to steer away from. No one no one should have to go through that, man and woman. Because, you know, like I, I keep saying this, you can drive somebody to kill themselves, you know, to the point where they don't know any better because you treated them but so, long, so wrong. You know what's crazy? I, I got to that point. See? I got to that point. I I really almost took my life. Yeah. I thought there was no other way out. Right. You know. Facts. Mental you health. Because the way he, like, basically just cut you off from the world is just like, what else could you do to get away from this? Take yourself out. Completely understand, man. That's not the way, people. Don't It's do not that. the way. Don't it hurts that, even more. Oh, listen. My life yeah, is you so hurt fucking so- lit now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been stupid as fuck. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. We got so much to live for in life, man. There's so much to to be happy for. Yeah, these um, these, these negative people, man, they, they're just a fucking chapter in a long-ass book that you yeah, have called life. Yeah, know? facts. And sometimes you have to go through the seasons. As bad as it may sound, you have to go through a little bit of mud before you can actually be clean. So it, it's crazy, but it, it happens. And I feel bad that this would happen. And, and men, men, like, we have to do better, bro. We have to do yeah. better. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see any of my friends putting their hands on anyone. But you never know. So, niggas got to walk away from the situation. Niggas, yeah, niggas, because the the negative connotation as well is like either or, man or woman has to be able to walk away from the situation. Like I know, love, love, love. Like love is in the bottom of everything that we go through, good and bad. You know what I'm saying? We just got to be able to be like, yo, the situation's not for me. Let me leave it alone. As much as I love this person, I gotta love myself more. That's what we got to remember. All right. Um, but once again, man, National Domestic Hotline, 1-800-799-7233. Uh, thank you, Jazz, again for sharing your story. Much appreciated. Thank you guys for having me again. No problem. It's been fun. Word. No problem. Thank you, guys. Uh, once again, this is DJ Kid G. We out of here, baby. Never could have made it without it. I would have lost it all But now I see How you were there for me And I can say Never would have made it Never could have made it Without you I would have lost it all But now how you were there for me and I can say I'm stronger I'm wiser I'm better